This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast, uh, New Year's 2018, 2019? 2019, Is it technically 2019? All right, we got a guest this week, first one on the Untitled MMA Podcast from the UFC News official Instagram account. We have Simon. Before we get started, though, I'm Buju. I am Brendan. And I'm Bryce. I'm Simon. How you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, pretty good. I can't complain. Sweet. All right, so obviously the obvious this last weekend. We had UFC 232. <clears throat> Excuse me, John Jones, Alexander Gustafson. Uh, I don't think it, the main event was really a surprise. Mm-hmm. Hold on, before we get into this, I want to ask Simon some questions. Oh, okay, I, I pre I wrote My these bad. down, and uh, I just want to get a quick feel about who you are as a person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, I, just quick one, two, five. Okay, favorite fighter? GSP. Okay, favorite fight? Uh, Diaz Connor two. Okay. How long have you been a fight fan? 2011, the day that Chris Weidman versus Anderson Silva fought. Okay, awesome. Right around the same time as Bryce, right? Yeah, give or take. Um, how many live events have you been to? Zero. I live in the UK, so don't so, judge. Yeah, we you don't get, get too many. many opportunities, yeah. <laughs> and we're in the Midwest in the US, so we get Chicago or Detroit unless we want to go across the country. Right. And we then get one, We get one a year, and it's... I don't live, because it, it usually happens in London, right? Mm-hmm. And I live kind of, I live in Birmingham, which is central. So I'd have to travel down to London, and London is, by the way, can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah go for it. it. We're, ex- oh, we're explicit. It's fucking expensive in London, okay? So, <laughs> this dude's awesome. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's uh-huh. no, like, I'd have to pay probably like £70 a night to stay. Jeez. Then the tickets themselves, which are expensive as fuck as well. Right. And then travel down there. So it's like, you're probably talking three, £400. And for that much money, I could go on holiday for a weekend. I could go. I could get a flight to go to Amsterdam for a weekend. Right. So. And they give you guys weak ass cards over there too. Yeah, that, I mean to be fair, there are. We have had some shit cards over the yeah, time. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking I was going to buy tickets for last year because I, I was kind of toying with the idea that oh, Bisping might fight, you know, retirement fight, and then right. he retires, and I'm like, nah, fuck this. Then. Yeah. Um. Same with this card this year. Um, I did a poll on my Insta. Everyone was like, "Yeah, go. It'd be really sweet." But I'm like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna get some. I'm only gonna get a main event card, a main event that's worth watching, and the rest of them are just gonna be kind of, you know, not that interesting." Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I'm I, toying with it. But... I will say though, I mean, you guys are getting a banger in Vulcan Ustamir against Dominic <laughs> Reyes. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Bad, but again, the price is still ridiculous, and I'm right. like. I could watch it from the comfort of my own home or, right. you know, actually go to an event. But uh, to be honest, I'd love to go to an event. Yeah, it uh, is, it's honestly a very fun time. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I we also get good idea. cards. Yeah, I mean, I was toying with the idea of going to Khabib Connor in Brooklyn. But um, when that got switched to Las Vegas, I was like, nah, that, the expense is just yeah. too much. Yeah, okay. definitely would be. And then I have one more question, <laughs> and we're going to talk more about this, I'm sure, today. John Jones, good or bad? Um... 
good. Okay. I disagree, but we'll talk about it. All right, so that takes us to the main event this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't like I said the main event wasn't really a surprise to anybody I don't think no but I, nobody's going in to be what, talking what about way, in what way do you class as surprising the result I don't think it was a surprise no I yeah yeah I I think the result wasn't a surprise I think the performances were a bit of a surprise for me to be honest I was expecting Gustafsson to come out a little bit stronger than he did um, I what I, I recently watched the the first fight over again because mm-hmm. um, I I really enjoyed that fight. Um, I was watching it re- retrospectively, so I wasn't actually what I didn't watch it at the time. Right. Um, so I rewatched the fight and I was like, oh dude, I'm so hyped for this fight now because if they come out like they did last time, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to watch this fight again. Um, and he, you know, with the cliche that the sequel is never as good as the first one, mm-hmm. and that kind of what happened this time. Um, I don't know. Gustafsson just didn't see him himself. Um, I, I think something happened to him in the first round. I think he was complaining something about his leg, um, mm-hmm. which is which which may explain it. So I think a lot of people were extremely impressed with John Jones's performance, but I think the his performance was good, but it wasn't what I, what we used to seeing with Jones. I think it was more of a case of Gustafsson wasn't on his A game, which made Jones seem better than he actually was in that fight. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think any but either of them looked awesome really. And they're both they were both coming off of long layoffs too, to be totally fair. Gustafson hadn't fought since like summer of last year, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't think either looked impressive. Uh, but I really wasn't expecting as much from Gustafson as everybody else was going into this fight anyway. I'm a noted Gustafson hater, so maybe I'm how, looking at it from a biased perspective, but I wasn't expecting all that much from Gustafson. How wouldn't you be pr- impressed with John Jones? He's coming off a what, seventeenth month layoff. He's fighting the number two candidate in the division and he fucking knocked him out in the second round the third round third round third round yeah so i mean i think that's impressive for me i think it was impressive that jones finished him because it, like we've seen jones finish guys dc obviously but i don't Allegedly. feel like he's a known like nasty knockout guy the fact that he got gus into the ground took his back flattened him out and finished him i think that was relatively impressive but Overall, like, I wasn't expecting a ton from the fight anyway. I was more excited for Nunez Cyborg than I was the main event. Yeah, which was crazy. Oh, but, I totally agree. Um, I will say, though, that I pretty much expected it to go the way it did. I thought John Jones was going to finish him just because if you look at D- uh, Mighty Mouse, who's had every type of rematch in his division during his UFC run, every time he fought a guy a second time, he was better, except Henry Cejudo. Mm. But... <laughs> <laughs> and this can't go unnoted. That John Jones knocking out Gustafson made me the untitled picks champ. So yeah, yeah, the picks were tied going into that, going it like I mean, it ended after, tied, with uh, Michael Chiesa, Carlos Condit. It tied the pick, so right. the decider was uh, Buju went with John Jones by decision, and then Brendan had him by finish. I took the lead with Walt winning. I think right, Walt Harris. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I took the lead, and then. Buju obviously tied it back up with Conant losing. So, yeah, we had to make a a, a tiebreaker in a sense. So mm-hmm. that's what it was. So then back to the main event. Where does like where does Gustafson go from here? Because now he's in that heavyweight t- twilight zone where he's lost to the champion twice. Granted, John Jones would be going at heavyweight too. Light heavyweight's a fucking disaster anyway. Yeah, I don't think – well, it sounds like if he doesn't want to go up to heavyweight to fight uh, DC, wh- why, would he, why else would he go to heavyweight if it isn't going to be to fight for a belt? He's actually said he's not going to heavyweight. He said he's going to stay in the division yeah. and defend it. So he, in the post-fight press conference, he did say that uh, he, the way he worded it was, I could go up to heavyweight and destroy DC up there, but this is my division. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to defend my belt. 
Um, in terms of Gustafsson, um, there, like you said, he possibly could move up, um, which I think would would be ideal for him in the situation in terms of stock. But um, you know, there's always a couple of fights that he could always he could always you know work his way back up the light heavyweight ranks, um, give it another shot. Maybe uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of anyone that I'd like to see him fight right now. But um, probably a move up to heavyweight would be best for him. In terms of John Jones, just stay in his division and just absolutely dominate, work his name back up. Um, not that he needs to work it up in terms of stock, just in terms of reputation. You know, the, every time he comes back, there's always that controversy. So maybe Ted bring out, bring himself away from that controversy and just say, look, I'm here to defend my belt. I'm here to prove that I'm one of the best ever. And uh, I'm going to do that by you know, picking up some big title defenses and carrying on my legacy like that. The only problem... Um, and then... Go ahead, go sorry. Ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, and just carrying on defend, uh, killing it in his, his division and then moving up to heavyweight uh, eventually. I can see him probably moving up in two years, about, about a year or two. So I'd say 2019, stay in his division and just absolutely dominate. The only problem I have with him staying at 205, and I, I would rather he stayed at 205. I'd rather see a dominant champion than... Every time somebody wins a belt, they go up and fight the guy ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But I, he just beat Gustafson again. Anthony Smith is number three. Uh, that's an intriguing fight. Jones beats him. And then you got Jan Blockowicz, however you say that guy's name. We never know how. Mm-hmm. Ilar Latifi, <laughs> Volkan Uzdemir, Tiago Santos. 205 is not exactly full of killers. And Jones has beat a lot of the fun guy, fun matchups. Yeah. So it, it is a pretty kind of... It's not the best division in the UFC by far. It's one of the weaker ones in terms of be- it being stacked, um, which is which is an issue. But um, in terms of John Jones making a name for himself, fuck it. It's just keep defending that battle because that's all people will matter at the end of the day. People will pay to see John Jones fight. Agreed. And people mm-hmm. will pay to see him defend that belt and win. So for him, pers- for him, it's probably best if he just stays there for a year or two build his name back up again, you know, build that reputation up again and confidence in the fans. Um, and then move up to heavyweight and just do what he's got to do up there. If he does not win a heavyweight title, can he still be a GOAT? He can, but he's going to have to beat everybody and then the next round of uh, young talent and beat all of them twice. The problem with him in the greatest argument now is it's always going to be how seriously you take all the issues that he's had. Mm-hmm. How many? How seriously you take this latest one, 60 picograms, whatever. And obviously, this, that's very opinionated. This latest one's a bit fucking... It, I, I can understand the people's argument, but at the same time, it's it's a bit... I don't know if, I don't know if it's because... In a sense, because of how small it is. You know, it, it's been reported num- numerous amount of times that he had no performance-enhancing benefits from it. Right. And it's such a small amount as well that why the fuck would you even care? Honestly, you know I, mean? I really don't because I, and yeah. I don't know if it's because we've seen so many problems from Jones already. This is like this feels like the eighth different kind of issue we've had with John Jones. And this is the most mild out of all of them. So I don't know if it's because we've already seen type things like this so many times from Jones, but this one it honestly just doesn't feel that big at all. And to me it's though, the, the only yeah. thing that I care about is that they said that he's been testing positive since august so whether it started in august and has just been that or if it's been that's just as far back as the records go for whatever reason i just want to know if he's been testing positive and it's been going down the last 18 months right i just want to know everything 
before passing any real judgments. It's a long-term metabolite, so it, it just stays in his system from whatever he was taking previously. Um, I, I think in terms of people, re- people's reaction to this particular um, popping of, of whatever he took, it's kind of it's the straw that brought the camels back in the sense that a lot of people already have so much discontent towards Jones already that anything that he pops for, you know, let's say, for example, he didn't high-five you on the way back from the fucking gym, people are going to give him shit for that. If he fucking has too much sugar in his coffee in the morning, people would criticize him for that. You I agree I mean? 100%. <laughs> I so agree. So, at, at the end of the day, it, it's such a small amount that people are overreacting to it so fucking much. Like, I mean, this was a guy that three, four years ago was probably snorting cocaine out of prostitutes' arseholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And now they give a shit about a 35 millionth of a gram, a gram of sand. Fuck off. I agree with you. Uh, like like Bryce said, this is the most this is the mildest issue we've had with Jones, but it feels like it's getting the biggest reaction for some reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of continuous John Jones issues, but like this one just does not feel like a big deal to me and at all. Also, I think part of the issues that people have with this particular issue is that it caused the UFC to have to move from Vegas to California in a week and through a whole mess in everyone's travel arrangements, which I mean they don't look good for. Well, I, yeah. Where do you all stand on the idea that um, the testing itself has gone so far one-sided now that you know? Usada is hot garbage. Was... Say again. Usada is hot garbage. How? Why? Why'd you say that? Just I, say I just think that. It, I think for one, it's not consistent because like there's fighters like Frank Mir. He posted he uh, tested positive for the same substance give or take the same amount, and got two years. Yet, and they said that it would be something ingested only within the last few months, and now they're saying it can last a year and a half, and there's just a lot of inconsistencies, I feel like, and so they need to get their stuff together and post some legitimate uh, explanations for everything. Yeah, there has to be, I feel like there has to be rules and explanations to everything, otherwise there's going to be controversy that whatever is going to happen like, if you do this, then you have to have this year-long layoff because then there's going to be bias. Like, John Jones probably won't get suspended compared to a middle-level guy. Mm-hmm. But nothing's fair at all. So, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a big solution to any of this, honestly. I think it's a transparency issue as well. You know, none of us really un- – none of the fans um, know a lot about this the actual testing process. Right. Cause, and, and the thing is they could tell with- us they could tell us anything. And I mean, yeah, right. Especially there was, there's no data out there that you can actually look for yourselves. You can only can go through the press and what they can get, right. especially from people like um, Jeff Nowitzki, Nowitzki, mm-hmm. however the fuck you say his name, yeah. um, whatever he tells you. So, and there's no data on the website as well that you can check and that you can actually look. You can look at who's in the testing pool itself, right. but you can't look at what they're actually being tested for, what they're actually popping for. Mm-hmm. You know, if let's say for example, if I was taking creatine and they're taking um, amino acids and um, a multivitamin, you don't know what what they're actually taking. And I think from a from a company company's perspective, a, a level of transparency might need to be um, introduced where uh, the fans can actually actually understand how they're being tested and what fires are actually taking. And I think from an educational perspective as well, that'll be interesting as well, because then people who are aspiring fighters or people who just have a really big interest in the sport will be able to look at what fires are actually ingesting and taking to help them perform to a certain level. And that's legal. 
and can be taken in professional competitions. Yeah, I, the system, and I don't, I don't have the solution, honestly. Uh, transport, transparency, like you said, would obviously help a ton, but I just don't feel like there's anything that they can roll out right now that's going to say this fixes, this, this fixes the problem. I think a big part of it was they jumped in head first and they went from like basically nothing to now it's this overkill type of system that we have now. So I, I don't well, have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in general, um, if you if you think if you take a, a step back, everything everything that you take um, is a performance enhancing drug. You know, you take whey protein that's performance enhancing right. you take creatine that's performance enhancing so where you draw the line is completely arbitrary depending mm-hmm. upon the athletic commission so you know it's whether or not you know do we just let everyone run free reign and it, but then that's where the issue aligns of how far do you let people go because then it just becomes about who can take the most drugs right. and then who's actually the certain skill level so it's drawing the line to a degree that lets people understand where what they can and can't take clearly where that line is drawn where the skill level and the ability to take in inverting commas performance enhancing drugs is is right there it's it, you, you find like a golden meaning between skill level and performance enhancing drugs right and um, i think right now we're kind of skewing towards too far one side i can't figure out which side they're skewing for too far towards um I think it, they're, they're being so intense and specific right now with what they're testing for that anything anyone takes has to be completely tested to a, a, the t- end degree. And um, it is causing some problems like we've seen now where a fucking petagram or whatever, however you fucking say it, mm. is, is causing an entire fucking event to get moved because right. some fuckers got popped for it right. so i think there are certain degrees that need to be kind of held back on a little bit or a little bit of um a free reign needs to be given somewhere i agree but I, i'm not i'm not a fucking scientist i can't tell you shit about this i'm just i'm just grasping at straws so um i don't know that's maybe some of the all you cider and all that need to sort out I feel like it would be so hard not to take a performance-enhancing drug if I'm a fighter. But I'm obviously not a fighter. I don't have professional people in my corner, professional people telling me what and what not to do. But like you said, it's the littlest things that could be a performance-enhancing drug that would be natural to take regularly if you're not a fighter, especially if you are a fighter, to get yourself in a more healthy state or whatever it is to better yourself as a fighter. Not necessarily to, like, steroids or something so crazy or high level that it obviously will enhance you, but something like protein milk or something, like right. you said. And so the thing it's is, crazy. The thing is, right now, even with none of us on this show right now being professional fighters, if any of us are taking any kind of vitamins or supplements or even the food we're eating, we could all have, quote-unquote, these banned substances in our systems right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem, obviously. And, like, it definitely needs to be clarified, because, like, John Jones, I mean, you have just going to have the people that, like, he, he did this multiple times. He's doing the shit on purpose. But like you said, it could be something so little, and it, he honestly could not be doing it on purpose. We never know. Right. And somebody who claims to know what John Jones is doing purposely or not purposely, you're, you're not right. Yeah, it's hard to judge intent by something that is either in your blood or in your pee. And then the other side of the John, jo- jo- John Jones argument, sure, this might not have been on purpose. It's not that significant. But... How many times we had issues with yeah, John that's, Jones? That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is repetition with John Jones. Yeah, and it's, it's a 
And I, again, this comes back to the idea of intention. You know, you hear stories of John Jones hiding under the ring at the gym when right. you saw to come knocking because he's obviously done something. Now, whether this was because he was trying to hide an addiction to another substance, right. <laughs> which is the, um, you know, which is which could be argued, or is it just, I mean, how many you how many of you guys work out just in general? Like, do you guys take any supplements? Do you guys take any vitamins? I work out for baseball, yeah, but I don't take shit. I work out naturally with like a weight room or whatever. Vitamins okay. and maybe protein. Okay, I, I, I take a. I take a <laughs> when I was a kid, I took fucking those little Flintstones vitamins. Flintstones vitamins. vitamins. <laughs> I mean, I, I take a I take a fair few supplements. Just that's just because I'm into like um, weightlifting and shit. All right, sure. So off. I'm taking. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not that hench, but uh, um, you know, I, I I understand that when you look at the back of one of them fucking protein tubs, how many of you guys on there have ever looked at one and you thought, I ain't got a fucking clue what that is. Right. I don't know what yeah. the fuck that is. You know what I mean? So if you and, look and at the back of some Cheez Its, you get that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And a lot of the time, how do you know that what they're saying on there is even the right thing, exactly. what they're actually putting in mm-hmm. there? So, you know, you're a professional fighter. You might go to your dietitian or nutritionist and say, all right, hook me up with something that's going to help me better. You know, how do you know? They're not whacking in shit. Mm-hmm. They might be whacking stuff to saying, hold on. If my fighter does really well and I put some shit in there that helps him, I'm going to get more money and I'm going to benefit from it. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? It might be microdosing, not from John Jones intentionally, but from his team around him. And I think he has changed up his team recently, which I think is a smart move because it, it mm-hmm. um, eliminates that possibility. Yeah. And he's clean at the moment. Um, the results from the testing on the fight day and then the and the days leading up haven't been released yet. So there is a possibility that it might be popping any time now. Um, but at the end of the day, it might have been not Jones doing it himself intentionally, mm-hmm. but it might have been other factors around him that led him ingesting substances that may have had these effects on him that he didn't even know about which is a possibility like i said but at the same time when you hear stories of him hiding under the fucking ring trying to get away from usada right it doesn't sound good you know, yeah it doesn't sound good he's not hiding under there because he's playing fucking peekaboo he's trying to get he's trying to hide some shit and the, the another thing that bothers me with the whole like uh condemning of john jones the same people who, it feels like the same people who are like are grabbing their pit, their torches and pitchforks for John Jones are the same people who are like making TRT Vitor memes and wanting to go to Ryzen and fucking juice to the gills. Fucking Uber Ream. Right. So, but yeah, I think we've covered just about everything we can cover on John Jones. You're right. I think you put John yeah. Jones on more. You have him take a fucking lie detector test. <laughs> they did. That's been done. Yeah. They he did a polygraph test and passed. He said that he's never ever taken anything that's um that that he never he never taken anything that he knew was illegal mm-hmm. uh, in terms of from USADA, not actual illegal substances. Mm-hmm. And apparently he passed with flying colours. I mean, depending on where you stand on the legitimacy of polygraph tests, you know, you take them what you will. But you know, that that that's some evidence in itself that maybe he actually hasn't done anything consciously to benefit himself. Maybe this has all just been. Um, a bunch of misunderstandings of him right. taking shit that he didn't even know he was taking. Yeah, and now it's a waiting game to see if he tests positive again. I do think everybody can agree that John Jones can be a little more careful, though. <laughs> yes, he definitely oh, can. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on to the co-main, we have a new greatest female fighter of all time in Amanda Nunes, without a doubt, right? Yeah, 100%. I don't think there's even yeah. an argument. Yeah, because she took out the two best female fighters before her 
in a total of 99 seconds in, in incredible fashion, especially Cyborg. She's the 145-pound champion by beating Chris Cyborg. Mm-hmm. She won the 135-pound belt by beating Misha Tate, mm-hmm. and she beat Ronda Rousey after that. Mm-hmm. She's also got two wins over the 125-pound champion, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. And she beat Durande May and Shayna Baszler. Right. Who, who, who are Shayna Baszler's a name in NXT, which is like WWE's right. developmental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another UFC reject back to <laughs> wrestling. Right. Uh, who's, a, who's a fucking killer over there, but, you know, that's predetermined. Um, uh-huh. We ain't going to go into that. And then Jermaine Durandamy, who likes to punch people after the bell. Yeah. Durandamy's uh, a bitch, though. Yeah. <laughs> Not Durandamy, guys. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> the only uh, chick for her to fight to leave zero doubt in literally anybody's mind is Holly Holm and a lot of people want that fight for some reason weren't they going to fight at one time I have a vague memory of them too they were going to fight it definitely feels like it should have been at least talked about at one point mm-hmm. um, I've got a feeling that they, that fight got cancelled because it makes sense she's number two in the division now right surely they I don't, the I don't think that goes well for Holly Holm no, if that fight doesn't. does happen though no not at all but you know, you've got to you've got to yeah. see that fight. Right, that, for sure. We want to see that fight first, and then, fuck, dude. I, I can't like. I th- we all picked Cyborg. Everybody here mm-hmm. did anyway. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a typical Cyborg fight. I thought Nunes would look a little better, obviously, than the people we've seen Cyborg against in the UFC anyway. Fucking Tanya Evinger and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I still thought that Cyborg was going to do what Cyborg does, and Nunes went in there and Cyborg Cyborg. I think that she dragged Cyborg into way too much of a brawl way too early on, and she got caught first. I forgot. I think that's what happened. And instead of just covering up, she kept throwing, and she got cracked four or five more times. I forgot what Rogan said, but he had a perfect analysis. It's like, I think he said something like she kicked him, and then right after that moment, like it sparked Cyborg and like pissed her off Mm -hmm. type of thing. And that, like, it took the technical out of the game yeah. but it was pure emotion from that standpoint when you land a shot on cyborg she's not used to it and then once you get the emotion side she's not she's gonna leave shit open that's why she got knocked the fuck out the bet- it was it was a stand and bang kind of thing like you ever seen that video where holloway point to the center of that ring yeah, with that oh, guy? yeah. and for mm-hmm. the last 10 seconds they're just throwing bombs right it, it was it was look at the draw at that point it was a fucking western shoot off mm-hmm. and uh and cyborg Nunez just a fucking big ass gun and yeah cyborg <laughs> exactly she just got leg. caught is yeah. this a and war I'll tell you what Cyborg has got a fucking chin on that bitch, man. I mean, she fucking got smacked, tried to go down, couldn't get back up, and then kept taking bombs. Right. I mean, fuck me. She went, she took it better than Rousey did. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a question. Head movement! <laughs> Head movement! <laughs> oh, shit. And the thing, like, Cyborg's biggest asset is she's a very good technical striker with insane power. Mm-hmm. And she, would, she let Amanda Nunes drag her into a brawl, and she got knocked the fuck out exactly, because of it. Exactly right. And maybe she would have gotten knocked out anyway because Amanda Nunes obviously hit, has fucking cannons in her hands. Yeah. Do you think this I was like... the ground as well. That fight on the ground would have been fucking yeah. sick because they're both really, really good at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it would have been a nice switch-up because both, they're both known for their stand-up game, but they've all got that in their back arsenal because I've never had to fucking use it that much. Right. I have so, a question for you, Simon. Go ahead. Uh, I've said this on the show a few times, and I want to know your take. I assume that every single Brazilian MMA fighter in the UFC is good at jiu-jitsu, <laughs> just because of where they're from. W- what's your take on that? Um, I think because there's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, a lot of people think that, but there's other variations of jiu-jitsu as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like Japanese jiu-jitsu, Gracie jiu-jitsu. Yeah, um, I just assume every Brazilian is good enough on the ground that if it goes there, they're not to be messed with. 
Um, I think it's. I think it might be one of them sports that are just very well done over there. I, I don't know. I'm not Brazilian myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I've never been to Brazil. I don't know. I think it's um, just something that Simon I, and, is not stereotypical. Yeah. yeah, he isn't, and I really appreciate you for <laughs> being honest about it, but. I feel like it's the same way that a lot of people assume that Americans that make it to the UFC are very good wrestlers, which, I mean, more times than not, they are. Yeah, I mean, um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any Brazilians that are, are not good at jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't only... think of any that are necessarily bad, but like... I feel I like Thiago seen... Santos is a monster on the ground, but, I mean, he can knock you out with his hammer fist, so it doesn't matter. Where the fuck's Bar- is Barbosa from? Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got some he's pretty brown. good BJJ. But he's not like Wait, a... Wait, yeah. is, like, is he like a brown belt in jiu-jitsu as well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let me... Hold on, I'm going to Google live on air. <laughs> uh, so, do you think this was uh, Nunez's strategy or like... Oh, what, shit, yeah, it, yeah. As soon as it started, this is how it's played out. I think Nunez's strategy is to hit you as fucking hard as she can and she hits fucking hard. So when mm-hmm. she fucking hits you, you're going out. <laughs> yeah. So you don't think it was a strategy to like... Bring, into a brawl. Yeah, bring Cyborg into her, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. bring the emotion out of Cyborg. I think the way Nunez fights, it was kind of bound to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did it against Rousey as well. Right. Um, I think it was just kind of um, shooting her load before any kind of foreplay. <laughs> right. That's the way I describe that fight. She just went in. Like, Cyborg wanted there, and she wanted to do a bit of foreplay with her, kind of feel her out a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way... That's not because Nunes is a lesbian. I'm not making that <laughs> up. I'm using some anecdotes here, okay? But um, she just wanted to go in there and just... Excuse me, my house phone is going off. You're fine. They can shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, so Cyborg wanted to feed her out first, but Nunes was like, no, bitch, I'm going to fuck you up right now. And uh, Cyborg just wasn't prepared. Do you think Cyborg looked so, past Nunes a little bit? Yeah, I think a lot of people were thinking that though. I mean, we I all, did, we all picked Cyborg, right? Right. No, we all. Everyone seems to always underplay Nunez. Yeah. I mean, we underplayed her against Tate. Underplayed her against Rousey, and I'm like, I thought she would lose the. I Tate. picked against her in all three of those fights. I probably did myself too. I picked against her, yeah. So I think now we can all say that we should all start picking fucking Nunez. Yeah, and I don't. Cause... I can't think of anybody who I would pick a, uh, over her now. Right. Uh, Holly Holmes probably the next best like challenger and i don't think that's even a i think it goes to sleep yeah yeah i think the best challenger is somebody that will bring her to the ground and hold her there i think the best challenger is gonna be chris cyborg again just a rematch oh, yeah, what do you yeah, think yeah. about do you like do you think they should go that route do you think it should be any re- immediate rematch because she no. got knocked the fuck out she shouldn't have any yeah. rematches. That's not but fair. then again i mean ronda rousey did and she got murked. She had a long ass layoff after. I feel it, like, exactly. Though. Like it. I think that. I don't think Cyborg's gonna want that layoff. And Cyborg, her no. contract is up too. I believe. Yeah, but I saw her on Twitter campaigning left. for it too. So maybe she wants a resign. You to said try one to fight, fight left, Simon. She's got. Um, she's got one fight left. Oh, okay. And, and um, she's on. She. I think it was a hundred and sixty-three months that she went undefeated. I don't think she lost this decade. No, it was now, thirteen years that she went undefeated. That's insane. That's fucking like, and she was still all class afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Hugger and everything. Rematch more than her. I mean, Rousey got an immediate rematch after absolutely getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Joanna did. Yeah, exactly. So and no, Joanna got a fucking rematch there, a rematch at another belt division, and probably will end up getting another one after that. I think Ronda's knockout was worse than Cyborg's mm -hmm. because Ronda afterwards wasn't she like trying to fight the rest of referee? Yeah, yeah. and Ronda was like. 
Uh, at least Cyborg was in there landing shots of her own. Ronda didn't get anything off. No. She looked like a deer in the headlights there. After the fight, she was not herself. Afterwards, Cyborg was hugging Nunez, like, congratulating her, so. But I, I also think... In clinical depression for a year. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and plus, I think it's the UFC thinking that um, Cyborg and Nunez have no stock outside of UFC fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rousey's got stock outside UFC fans, so did Tate, kind of. Um, but that's the UFC fault. Kind of mm-hmm. has, but not majorly. Right. So I think that's why everyone's saying she's not going to get a rematch because there's not that mainstream draw kind mm-hmm. of thing that they're not entitled to it. But I think it's complete and all bullshit. Cyborg. I think deserves... that she, yeah, one hundred percent. I think she deserves, and I think she will eventually get a rematch. Whether Nunes fights in between now and then, she might. She might fight Megan Anderson, who just Oof. knocked out Kat Zingano. She might fight. Whoever is a challenger at 135, I can't think of anyone that's in the top five because they're all, probably all a bunch of bums compared to her. <laughs> in no way this rematch turns out the same way. I think it's a totally different fight. I don't think, I think Cyborg gets knocked out in the first round. It could be a tactical war. It could. I think it's the same fight. It's just whether it comes out with a different result. Because Cy- Cyborg definitely can knock out Amanda Nunes. Yeah. I like I, If you ran that exact fight the way it happened five times or ten times, it's probably five and five either way. Maybe. It's just who lands that first strike. Yeah, man, that'd be. I want to see that fight ten times. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any? I think I think it almost takes like they're obviously very skilled fighters, but I think it takes the, sometimes the luck of the draw because she wasn't like throwing like tactical strikes. She was no. just thro- she was just, just wailing it, and it. she la- happened to land on her chin, and it happened multiple times, obviously, to knock her out. So I think it's, it's just like, like um, it's a situational uh, type of thing. It's like if you if you ever what have you ever thought about the idea that if Connor and Aldo run it back. Uh huh. Yeah, we've talked about that quite a lot. I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Would it end thirteen seconds again? So for my money, it wouldn't. I think that would go a lot, go a completely different way. I mean, Connor would never go back to fucking February anyway. No. No. Um, That motherfucker likes too much whiskey. He he (laughs) don't want that wake up boy. Um, And Aldo's coming to the end of his career anyway, so I don't, I can't see them two fighting. Um, But I don't think that would end in thirteen seconds again because a lot of people always sleep on the idea that Aldo was a fucking monster Mm -hmm. before that fight. I mean, he went how many years undefeated? I think a decade. Yeah, ten, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, and at the end of the day, it's one slip up. Like, it's that easy to fuck up in fighting. I mean, Joe Rogan's definition of MMA is um ah what is it now um something to do with dire physical consequences. Mm -hmm. High high level problem solving with dire dire physical consequences. Yeah, I think that's right. yeah, so it, every time that you do a puzzle, you're going to get shit wrong sometimes. It's just that you get knocked fuck out at the end of it, and that's just the way fighting is. And I think when you've been wrong, when you've been right 95% of the time, you're going to fuck up eventually. And that 5%, you shouldn't be punished for that 5%, and people just seem to just remember that 5% and forget the fucking 90%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even if Connor and Jose fought the same example, if they fought 10 times, I think Connor probably knocks Jose out the majority of those times, it's not going to be in 13 seconds every time, obviously. I do think Connor fi- knocks out Jose Aldo the majority of the time if they fight. Mm-hmm. But Jose Aldo, Aldo, every single time, is going to have a little better performance than he had in that one. Exactly. And at the same time yeah. that people count out Jose because of the slip-up and because of one bad outing, um, Connor deserves a lot of credit, too, for going in there and knock out the greatest featherweight of all time in 13 seconds. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off yeah. what Simon said, like we were, we we talked about this previously on other podcasts, the losing fighter always gets credited for how tough they are, and like MMA is obviously you got it takes an extreme level of strength, but there's never 
never talk about like the smartness and intelligence. I, it takes extreme intelligence to strategize for a fight and change a strategy while getting your face beat the fuck in. Mm-hmm. Like I think fighters are extremely intelligent. It's not obviously like book smart or anything like that, right. but I think people undervalue their intelligence. Yeah, fight IQ oh, is definitely really? underrated, and that's what makes the best the best. John I mean, Jones, I think he put a hell of strategy into fucking beating uh just Gustafson. Yeah, that's why he generally doesn't. He, tell, take he tells last people what he's gonna do. Especially Connor too. He tells people what they're gonna do and he fucking does it. I mean you can look at um well apart from Mayweather, but you know, we'll ignore that. Yeah. Um <laughs> you look at people like Miochich and Ngannou. Ngannou's got no fucking fight IQ for right. my money. I right. mean the guy I mean he just he just got a fucking mean hook on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That guy could be a fucking bouncer at a nightclub, or he could be an MMA fighter. Right. Um, the guy's just hench as fuck, and he knocked out over him. And we then were li- gets- there live for that one. That was a wild scene. He had, dude. I mean, and then he comes up against Miocic, who's a fucking, he's an MMA fighter. Right. That, that guy is MMA through and through. Mm-hmm. And, and he just fought the fight that he needed to do. He just took him away. He just took away his weapons. And put him to the ground, and I think that is a showing a smart fight IQ. It's able to. I mean, sure, it's it's the best example I can think of, but there's probably more kind of yeah. But, so then ones what? like like when uh, DC noticed that um, Miocic pulls his hands away when he's in the clinch, mm-hmm. and then he landed the uppercut and knocked him out and became a double <laughs> champ. That's fight IQ for you there. When um, Cody Garbrandt looked at the way Dominic Cruz moves and Absolutely. emulated it, and then was able to kind of be able to counter every which way he's able to move. That's showing a strong fight IQ. So there are a lot of fighters out there who have strong fight IQs, and um, I think it's one of the biggest weapons that any MMA fighter can have. If you're an aspiring MMA fighter, practice as fucking much as you can, but for every hour that you practice, watch 10 hours of fucking film Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you're ever going to learn how a fight actually goes down from an outside-looking-in perspective. Exactly right. Not not every great fighter has... The IQ they have, they just have a knack for fighting, just like Nagano, kind of like you said. But I think it's fucking awesome when somebody has IQ, like Connor predicts the second round finish. Who doesn't love when there's a prediction of how the fight will right turn out? And also, like you said, the post fight or whatever with Cormier, and he predicted what mm-hmm. what uh, uh Miocic does. So mm-hmm. and Jones did the same thing against DC, where he realized that DC leans over and opens himself up for the head kick. Exactly. Jones made him yeah. do it, landed the head kick. There's always going to be guys like Nganu or a, I'm trying to think of another example, uh, maybe like a Damian Maya, who are very, like, they have, they're very good at one thing. And those guys are going to win fights, and they might get close to the top, but they always end up getting rooted out at the end of the day by guys with high fight IQ, good strategy, who go in there with a really good game plan because they have a really good team. And uh, Stephen Thompson, I just thought uh, he's yeah. probably the best yeah. example I can think of because he only got karate. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know about I don't know much about his ground game. I don't know about you guys. Um, uh, I don't remember seeing him on the ground at all. So. Besides when T. Wood should have finished him a few times, yeah. but mm-hmm. are you a Conor McGregor guy, Simon? Oh, that's an interesting question. Same. Uh, what I should have asked. <laughs> I I appreciate. We could do a whole fucking podcast on this motherfucker. <laughs> we have. Uh, <laughs> oh, yo, you want to do another one? I'll go for fucking three hours. I was gonna make doc. I was gonna make a documentary on that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> And then they did one, and it was terrible. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." Um, <laughs> I um, I like. I can appreciate the skill mm-hmm. that he has as an MMA fighter, and I think everyone enjoys a Cinderella story. Uh-huh. But his character and his person 
completely destroys any kind of MMA reputation that he has because he complete he makes a mockery of the sport that made him who he is. He left a fucking division for two years that is the best division in the UFC for my money, mm-hmm. all because I do what the fuck I want to do. I don't give a fuck, man. Fuck <laughs> off, you pratty foot. Yeah? Yeah. About the UFC, you were fucking nothing. You were a bum living off fucking the fucking doll. And then you come in thinking you're all Mr. Big Bollocks, and then you get your handed to yourself <laughs> by some 40-year-old virgin who can't even fucking read. So, <laughs> And then you get absolutely demolished by some Russian fucking tyrannical motherfucker that's been living in the mountains fighting bears, <laughs> and then you realize a true man fights like. So, oh, gonna... bro, I'm... you don't even understand. Before Bryce um... goes fucking ham on you. Because <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I'm the... Go. I'm big Conor McGregor guy. I do this on a fucking daily. My UFC, every time I do questions, yeah, yeah I get Conor is goat, and I, I just don't even bother replying anymore because I've had that many conversations with people. It's unreal. I mean, dude, you can fucking debate me on this. I'll come back on next week. We can do a whole debate on Conor if you want. So when he's in a press conference and he's like, like the Jose Aldo World Tour, where he's putting on a show and he's being Conor McGregor, taking saying, his belt, saying funny lines, whatever. Is there it? Do you enjoy that stuff, or is it like this guy? I enjoy it, but everything said before the before that cage door closed is absolute bullshit. Right. That is that is there to sell the fight. Mm-hmm. That is just there to try and make people go, "Ooh, look at this! He's saying he's shit, and he's saying he's shit. Ooh, shiny stuff." Right. Do you know what I mean? No, no one gives a fuck about that. I give a fuck about what you actually do on fight night. He said he's gonna fucking knock out Mayweather in the first round, and he didn't do shit. He was chatting shit about Khabib, and he got absolutely bollocked. So I think that any kind of integrity that he holds as Mystic Mac um, has completely gone out the window ever since he's rose to fame. He's, um, I think he's he's one of those fighters that all the money's in the chase for him, mm-hmm. and that's all he enjoys. He enjoys the chase, and then when he's at the top, he likes to gloat the fuck about it. Yeah, he gives he does a fuck about anything else. He doesn't give a fuck about the sport. And the fans that have put him where he is today. Mm-hmm. All he gives a fuck about is him. He's got a narcissistic god complex that he just can't seem to get rid of. No matter how many times he's embarrassed. I mean, I fucking love the Conor Nate Diaz 2 fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that fight. I mean, it's one of my favorite fights of all time. Mm-hmm. But I think that ever since, you know, he got derailed in the... In that in the Nate the first Nate fight, I mean he absolutely embarrassed Alvarez, but he just rinsed to repeat what he did to Aldo, and that was just destroy his mental game by putting him on a stage that he'd never been on before. Right. So you know he just ruined him there, and um, that that's what happened there. So and I think all right, you're the double champ, but did you defend that featherweight belt, motherfucker? No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't see all the big flack about him. Is he just win belts and then fucks off? You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, you, when people call him the GOAT, how is he the fucking GOAT? He ain't done shit. He's won. All right, give him credit. He's done He's done some stuff, uh-huh. but he hasn't done nothing in comparison to people like Jones, DC, Silva. I agree And with you. all because he has a big mouth on him and has got a funny accent and wears flashy suits and wears Rolexes and whatever else he does in his spare time, I don't know. He, he oh, That doesn't make him the GOAT of mixed martial arts. He's not, he's not a martial artist when he's roaming around in a fucking suit that says fuck you in the linen. <laughs> that is an I all-time think great move. Because Bryce is probably going to rant off a l- much longer than I... I'm going to say something short. 
I think you are undercrediting his strategy. We were just talking about strategy. I don't think all of this is just for money. I mean, it, it, obviously, it's a large portion of it is to sell fights. But I think he's doing this to get into their head purposely, which he does successfully a good majority of the time. Got in Alvarez's head, got in all those heads. He gets in people's heads. That's strategy. That's not just to sell fights, and it just happens to get in their head. To, si to what Simon was saying, I think... The best of Conor McGregor was the Conor McGregor that was climbing to the top. Yeah, that's how it is for everybody. Once you reach the top, it's fandom and money, and then right. you don't have that drive that you but, once but had. But not at all. Look at, look at DJ. Yeah. He fuck, He absolutely dominated. Look at GSP. They're, look at Jones. Look at DC. They, but were they making the money that Conor was? No. No, no one has. But, but I, it's not just about money, though. That's the thing. It's... As a mixed martial arts fan, I don't give a fuck about whether they're making two pound or whether they're making two hundred grand. I like them to be compensated very much well, but what they do outside of that cage, it's as long as it doesn't impact them in the cage, I, I, I don't give two fucks how they spend their money. Um, and if he wants to flaunt it around like like some dick, fine. But it's completely ruining him in the in the cage. Mm -hmm. I mean, and in and in the boxing ring, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just like, look at that man. I mean, I had fucking money on that motherfucker. I mean, I, was, I, 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 already, wasn't, I already wasn't a fan of him anyway. Right. But I was just like, dude, you talk all this smack game like you're going to come out. Because I was expecting to come out all karate stance motherfucker, like karate kid that uh -huh. bitch. And he just comes out and tries to play the game. And then, oh, for some reason, he he's forgot how to use a fucking treadmill. Like, yeah. dude. And then in the Khabib fight as well, he, he comes across like this pompous motherfucker on a pedestal that all because he's got... Um, this fucking whiskey that's a pile of shit, by the way, um, <laughs> and can walk around in fancy suits and chat shit and, you know, pretend to be hard because he threw a fucking dolly at a bus and turns up with about 40 guys. And then when he gets in the cage room, absolutely gets demolished. And by the way, everyone was chatting shit about Khabib on the feet. Motherfucker dropped him? Yeah. Like, come mm -hmm. on. And you, you're getting played at your own game here, bro. All I wanted was Khabib to put his hands behind his back and be like, come on now, you'll fight me, bitch. And Let's I, fucking this. I said it on the night of the Khabib fight, and looking back at it now, even in the build-up to the fight, I think of a lot of it, I don't think it felt natural from Conor McGregor. I think it was Conor McGregor acting like Conor McGregor. I don't think he was being himself, if that makes sense, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think uh, another factor that's happened to Conor is that, um, I don't know whether you guys agree on this or not, but um, ever since he's had a kid, um, and he's kind of settled down with his wife, he's kind of not the same Conor anymore. Yeah, he's, he crosses. Um, I don't think he's the same Connor that he is outside of right. the of, of the cage mm -hmm. when he's not got a camera in front of him. And we have you talked know, about a... that before. Like he can't be as motivated as he w was before. I mean, it's impossible. He has a family now. He's got all the money he's ever going to know what to do with. He doesn't need to fight anymore. So oh, I mean, Gucci Gucci comes out with a lot of shit. I think he knows what he's going to do with that money. That's true, but <laughs> he doesn't have to fight anymore. So he's not yeah, going to exactly. have the same motivation. So. And I think his personality right now is just, you know, there's an old wrestling um, cliche that the best gimmicks are the ones that where you you play yourself, but right. you just turn yourself up to 11. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kind of does. But I, I think it gets into a lot more shit than it does. Because now that when, when we look back on his career, if he ever fights again, which is questionable, you know, we'll see a guy who rose to the top and then couldn't handle all the money and fame. You know, GSB did it well. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was two sides to that coin that he just kind of got overwhelmed with the amount of gluttony and lust mm -hmm. and the, the wealth. And it all just kind of got to his head, which we which which is which we see a lot in sports. You know, you see a mm -hmm. lot of 
fires get to the top and they don't know what to do with it. Like, look at John Jones originally. Mm-hmm. I mean, look he at fucking... all big-time athletes that come from nothing. Yeah, exactly. They they get to do what they never had done, were able to do. So, I mean, I can understand, and I, I, I don't want to sit here and try and pretend like I wouldn't do the same fucking thing. Right. But um, I think from an MMA perspective, because that's all I care about, Mm-hmm. Um, is the MMA at the end? I, I just care about how they perform on the night, and it just comes across as that he's got his credibility and integrity as a fighter has been diminished now because of how much shit that he just happens to talk. That I, I just don't care for him anymore as a fighter. Like you know, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna. Oh, you can just predict what he's gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna fucking knock you out in the first round. I'm the fucking double champ. I'm da 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 da. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck. You, you got absolutely your ass handed to you in the boxing and MMA. What happened to? I'm gonna rule boxing and MMA at the same time like come on dude just go in there say you know what I chat your shit I'm mature now fuck you I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and then just be Conor McGregor alright there's a lot to unpack here (laughs) so then go off queen I'm I'm gonna start from the top (laughs) so coming up he made his predictions in the Dennis Seaver fight he uh, predicted inside of two minutes obviously took two rounds in the post fight press conference he corrected himself so then (laughs) <laughs> Mystic Mac does what he wants. So then after that, he had. So wait, did Mystic Mac just forget to predict uh, the Mayweather and oh, Khabib? I'm, right. I'm going chronologically. Chronologically. Oh, so, okay, okay. So then after that, he was awarded the first Jose Aldo fight. They had the world tour. He took his belt. He owns all the real estate in Jose Aldo's head still. If you haven't noticed yet, yeah, Bryce is one of the guys in your Instagram comments all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not that bad, I promise you. Uh, You've got a kind of t-shirt. You do. Also, I have at least four. (laughs) Oh my god! We sell them, Simon. (laughs) You sell t-shirts? Yeah. Snag yourself a champ shirt. Define sell, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So he's awarded that fight, and then how much? How long of a notice was it? Was it two days for Chad Mendes? It was. I don't think it was quite that short, but it was. It was less than a week. A week. I think it was. I think it was about a week or so. I'm okay, not, I, a I week. He gets waking up in the middle of the night. He says they're all the same. That's off camera. That's no one's saying anything. That's who Conor McGregor is. He feels that he's the baddest dude on the planet 24-7. And that he's going to knock out anyone. He called two rounds against Mini Mendez. He took him out in two rounds. Also the exact same way that he Mendez lost this past weekend. Um, so then he has Aldo. He says he's going to knock him out in the first round. He predicts exactly what he was going to do. He was drilling the exact sequence that he hit him with in the locker room. The exact fucking crazy. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've seen that fucking clip. That is crazy. It is that crazy. is fucking crazy. So he does that's, that. that that's, that's a fight IQ right there. That is. That's, that's fight that's IQ. Yeah. And then he has... He's in RDA's head in the lead up to that fight. That was, I think, two days for Nate Diaz. It was like three or four days. Yeah. And he goes... He eats up. He gasses out... And he taps to Nate Diaz. There's no problem with that. I mean, I was devastated. What do you mean there's no problem? What do you mean there's no problem with that? Devastated, but it is what it is. Two days, <laughs> or th- two days, he lost to a bigger man on that day and the better man, without a doubt. So he gets a full camp, fights again at 170. Nate Diaz isn't having any of his stuff, and he beats him in a five-round war. He shows that he's truly the better man. Hey, it's a decision. But, you Did know, you think okay. he won that decision, Simon? Ooh, that's a controversial question. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we're um, big controversy guys here. I had it a draw at the time. I I did score it 3-2 to, to Nate, but 
Hey, don't ask me to recall everything that happened in that fight. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'd have to go back and rewatch it and rescore it again. Mm-hmm. But I watched I watched it twice through, and I've always scored it three to two to Nate. Um, but all right, yeah, I digress. Right. So then you have that, and he wins. I thought that he Connor won three to two. Um, but again, I would have to rewatch it, and there's without a doubt a whole lot of bias in my scoring. Didn't you watch that on Facetime or something? Yeah, yeah I watched it on Facetime because I was down at school. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a whole subjective um, take on judging, though, so that kind of, that one we can kind of compromise on that because depending on how objectively we're both scoring it is an issue, and then what we're awarding points to mm-hmm. is is an issue as well. I mean, the whole scoring system in UFC is a bit dodgy in yes. a certain sense mm-hmm. so you know we're gonna kind of have to agree to disagree on that fight yeah without a doubt and then he after that I'm pretty sure was Eddie Alvarez right yes I think so yeah so in to me that's one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen in terms of just completely dismantling a champion I agree um my problem with Connor doesn't arise until after that fight and uh, after that fight was Floyd, he went into boxing and landed more punches than Canelo and Pacquiao and I think one or other guy uh, combined. This is a weird argument. I don't know about this one, Bryce. I can't write combined. with you. Combined. <laughs> my friend, my friend you, uh, at the end of the day, you were talking about how he's Mystic Mac and then he doesn't live up to what he was saying. I mean, he went from round four to round three to round one. So at the end of the day, his entire he was going back on what he was saying in that fight. And again, again, he was just doing this for the fucking, for the for the clout. He was doing to, it for the sales, it. without a doubt. And you and said yourself I mean. that leading up to fights, it, you don't believe it. It's just problem. bullshit talking, right? And that's my problem. His credibility of a fighter is running down because he's trying all this shit. I, I don't like shit talking. I like, I like a bit. You know, I, I like to, you know, if you say, oh, you got knocked out in that fight. You know what I mean? I like some shit talk, but I think that kind of just, turns that up to 12 and it's just a little bit too much i mean fucking hell dude the guy's richer than i will ever be but at the same time his credibility as a fighter just seems to diminish more and more because the more and more shit you talk there's more and more shit to bite you on the ass if you fucking lose and he just got to make sure that he don't fucking lose but the problem is he's fucking losing and until he starts to back up what he's saying now you know it's all well and good to to protest the yeah but he did this that and the other yeah in fucking 2016 it's fucking 2018 you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he fights once a year he tries to fight for championships he just fights for fucking money you know he's just a prize fighter now he's not a mixed martial artist anymore and he's completely going against who he was when he was coming up he was this mixed martial artist who loved the game and was a student of the game and loved so do you think he's be- not a student he- of the game not anymore. I, I think, that think that's a, a completely a wrong fucking. statement. <laughs> I don't think he gives a fuck anymore. I think he's just there to make money, come in whenever he wants, and just wants to do it for the fucking... He loves being in that. He loves being at the other end of the lens of a camera right now. I think... And he... I mean, I'm not saying he can't change. I mean, if he wants... If, for example, if he wants to come back and... You know, let's say, for example, if he finds Dustin Poirier, um, I'll be like, all right, you know what? I can see that you're changing your ways... And you're, you're like, you're becoming a more mature fighter. But he's still acting like he's 18, 19. You know, he's still coming in Mr. Big Bollocks. But then doesn't back up what he says, which is the problem with him. 
I'm not 100 percent sure what bollocks means, but I'm pretty sure he has the biggest bollocks in UFC history. <laughs> bollocks is like shit, isn't it, Simon? No, bollocks is like your balls, your cock. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. he definitely has the biggest bollocks in UFC history. <laughs> um, and I understand what you're saying. He went up against arguably best boxer ever. All of the oh, rhetoric, all the like that. I'm God. <clears throat> In the beginning, he definitely predicted these things, and he kept doing that because he was Mystic Mac, and he had an act for it for a while. But I think if you don't, if you understand that it's all rhetoric, because truly that's what it is at the end of the day, and he's still a very focused fighter when it's time to do business. If you look at the performance he had against Floyd, he did a lot better than anyone would have given him credit for. If you look, uh, I mean, a lot of people wanted him, like, thought he was going to knock him out. I mean, there a, was um, a lot of delusional. Was... I knew, and you could ask them. I had no inkling that he was going to knock him out. Besides that, of course, he's going to knock him out because of Conor McGregor. But realistically, he had no chance of knocking out Floyd. I mean, I mean, funny enough, there was that many people that bet on it. Um, there was yeah. a statistic in the UK that if Conor had won, a lot of um, Betting, betting shops in the UK would have lost millions. Really? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking big millions. So a lot of motherfuckers thought he was going to win. And I think the and, reason and that's why the power of that, Mystic Mac. He's, uh. But he's not Mystic if he doesn't fucking predict it. It's like them. It's like, um. What are they called? Them motherfuckers in the papers that say, that, oh, you're a Libra and. Uh, <laughs> oh, the yeah. you were born. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a vision. You're. You were. You were born there, so that's them stars up there, and that means that you're gonna do this. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. you you're looking at straws, man. And at the end of the day, I can see how far it would take him because at the end of the day, he was he's a fucking sick fighter. You know what I mean? If me and him got into a fight, I'd get my fucking head kicked in. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Um, so I can I can credit him for that. Like he's a good fighter because he wouldn't be he wouldn't have been mm-hmm. the champ champ if he wasn't that. But how much credit can you give a champion if they're not an actual champion in the, to defend the belt? You know, he never defended none of them belts. He just won them. And at the end you of the day... You still got to be there to win what, them. What, yeah, I know that. But at the end of the day, how much credit do you give to a champion if they are if they don't actually act like a champion and have the actual credibility of a champion? You know, if this was any other fighter, if this was any other fighter, would you be giving the amount of um, reputation that you are to Conor McGregor? If, say, for example, um, Cody Garbrandt, you know, he was one of Dana White's bum buddies for a while. Um, he wins the Manchester Championship. And then if he would have gone straight up to featherweight, waited a year, and then left that division hanging, would we be talking, giving him the same amount of reputation that we do to Conor McGregor for doing the exact same thing? Or are we just doing it to Conor McGregor and giving him the, the pass because he talks a big game and he's quite entertaining, a little funnish Irish man dancing about on the stage with a... Suit on. A lot of it does come to the pre-fight rhetoric and the ability to sell fights. I do not think that he's one of the best ever. I think he's one of the most important in UFC in MMA history, but he's not one of the best because he doesn't have I a agree. complete game. GSP is my best ever, just to throw that out there. I think he's all three of our best ever. Um, Funny enough, uh, one of the questions that I got is who would you put on your route, Mount Rushmore of MMA? Uh, which Conor are, McGregor's which on it. We've had... we've discussed this before i don't remember what we said at the time mm-hmm. but if i'm just throwing one out there it's how many people are on mount rushmore four <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's well i know this i can name all the people up there 
But is Mount Rushmore just pure like best fighters, or is it no, fighters incorporated? To me, it's most important. important. If you're saying Mount Rushmore, to me that it's most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Anderson, GSP, Connor, and I think the fourth one is really up for debate. John Jones. Maybe, but Ronda. Ronda has to be on there, Ronda. without a doubt. I think those are the only two locks are Connor and Ronda, and then maybe GSP because he's the best. And Even then, then, I think I agree with Bryce with the Ronda and GSP. And then, or, honestly, probably freaking Dana White, if we're being honest. But if it has to be a fighter, it would be, I don't know, that's where it's up to debate. Maybe one of the early pioneers, maybe Hoist because he introduced BJJ. That's just so Fedor, hard. Yeah. No. Who's yours, Simon? My Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, Gracie, mm-hmm. to start off with, because he was the first man to tell, to show people in the first MMA, in the first UFC event yeah. that the smaller man can beat the bigger guy on the ground. And I think that's the pioneering for all the great jiu-jitsu and wrestlers that come bef- come after him. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that, that lineage is shown. And I think the name of Gracie needs to be in some kind of homage, and I think in, in a in a situation like this, that would be a great place. Um, Liddell, possibly because he he fucking he brought it to the mainstream a lot more. You know, he was sending out previews. I wasn't around at this time, so this is all from none of us a retrospective yeah. book. But um, from what I can understand, he was the first huge star that the MMA ever ha- that uh, UFC ever had, yeah. and started to really really pick up steam and. The argument is there that whether or not the UFC will be where it is today without people like Adele. Mm-hmm. Um, GSP, of course, for my money, mm-hmm. and then Connor. But I think that the issue is, you know, with Mount Rushmore, can you really um, kind of quantify the effects yeah. that everyone has had? You know what I mean? To four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because narrowing it down to group. four is very hard because like there's yeah. an argument for Anderson and Jones and Gracie, like you said, and Ronda, maybe even Cyborg because how good she was for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Cyborg because she hasn't had that much of an impact yeah. in UFC. She really, she came in as Cyborg, you know what I mean? Right. I'm just trying to make the point that it's not easy to narrow down four. Fedor, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I definitely think that I mean you you have a solid four. I think there's an argument to be made, like you said, for. So many people, but to say that I don't think Conor McGregor is one of the best ever, but he definitely is one of the most important, and that's what I've always said to anyone. So we started to get into the questions that you had from your followers on Instagram, Simon. If you want to go ahead, we want to go ahead and get those, get into those questions now. Yeah, because we're already. Yeah. Oh, Brendan's got something. Go Who, ahead. No, who's your favorite fighter again? GSP. 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 All right. GSP. I remember yeah. you saying um, First question. Well, we already answered that one. It was Matt Rushmore. Remember me. Um, thoughts on DC versus Brock Lesnar? I love it, honestly. I'm, I I really, really want that to happen. And I'm a little bit coming from a, a different point of view maybe than these two because I am a little bit of a pro wrestling fan, not as much as I used to be. But, Me too. Um, I'm extremely interested in that fight. I think it's very intriguing because they're both high-level wrestlers, DC an Olympic wrestler, uh, Brock Lesnar. A, a 265 All-American. Yeah, national champion. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested from that point. They both hit hard. I think it's a very intriguing fight. Obviously, there's an argument to be made on whether or not it should happen because Brock Lesnar's been gone and then uh, failed drug tests and so on and so forth. But I'm highly interested in the fight if they ever do decide to make it. I, I, I'm like 100% into it from like an interest standpoint, but I don't think it's smart for Cormier because Cormier said this is his last fight. This is his 
career-ending fight or whatever you want to call it. So I don't think you want to end that with Brock Lesnar because I think that's probably the most – him or Jones are the top two candidates to give him the loss on his next fight. So Make the fight. I, I disagree. I mean, even if he loses – He'll still go down as one of the best. One of the I don't best. want to finish yeah. on a loss. I, I'm coming from and, you like a competitive perspective. I would never yeah. want to finish on a loss. So, and um, I'm thinking as well. You know, this is retirement fight. And, make you know, your bank we'll, chase the bag. There you go. He got there before me. At the end of the day, this is gonna sell fucking loads. Yeah. So this guy, Brock Lesnar's a name. You know, he's he's known around the world from WWE, UFC, mm-hmm. um, New Japan as well. He had a briefed yeah. into new pro wrestling mm-hmm. so he's, he's an international star and he sells pay-per-views so you know what name is there out there that could make the most money for right. for him and that's not john jones because I, I don't know where you guys are do you guys want to see john jones versus dc free well, if it's not. a heavyweight everybody does i do not i don't want to see it either we've seen it twice jones won both times i don't i have no need to see it again. there's no rivalry you have to the other side has to win in a rivalry it's the right rivalry only for like a talking standpoint rather than a fighting standpoint. And I John no Jones interest. is the one still talking about it, not DC anymore. No, DC's been a mouthy little cunt on Twitter about it. <laughs> he he won't shut up about it. As soon as Jones popped, he would. Oh, you could you could you could see you could even hear his mouth just salivating <laughs> at the fucking at the fucking sound. John Jones popped again. Oh, Twitter at the ready. You know what I mean? He he just couldn't wait. And then when D- Jones called him out at the end of the fight. Um, you could just hear DC just absolutely laughing his head off. And I honestly, I, mean, I, I, I love Daniel Cormier. He's probably one of my five or ten favorite fighters, and I don't like John Jones, but we've just seen it already. We know how it goes. There's yeah. no reason to run it back again. Especially exactly. at light heavyweight. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want to see DC make that cut again. No. Uh, I just do. Let him stay the thick but... boy that he is. <laughs> yeah, that Popeye's chicken, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, let him stay there. Let him have his fun. Let him fight Brock and get that big payday. Um, and right off into the sunset. Yeah, and then just fuck, fuck John Jones and let him do what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later down the line, if, J- if Jones wants to come up to heavyweight and calls out DC again, I could see him coming back later down the line. Let him retire. Let him get that. Because um, there's, a, there's a thing that apparently happens to the fighters when they leave and they, they've been gone for a few years. They just... They they get that itch to fight yeah. again. I hope that that so doesn't maybe, happen to Daniel Cormier because a forty whatever when he would come back, it would not be good against a John Jones in his mid thirties. And the one fight that I want to see from John Jones is not Daniel Cormier. I still want to see him fight Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Yes. But Rumble Ooh. now has a weird egg shaped head. He may not be able to make two sixty five. Who knows? I don't think Rumble Johnson's not been high since he got out of the UFC. <laughs> I want to see John Jones versus Rumble John- Johnson both high. <laughs> I'm fine with that too. Yeah. What Jones In between rounds, that, you know, you've got one cornerman's just there, especially to hold your blunt. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. What's the, let's say Brock and DC got scheduled. They're gonna fight. How big are the implications for the greatest of all time heavyweight? Is it that impactful or not? That's a good question, yeah. honestly. Because if Brock beats DC, that's a big fucking win for Brock. Yeah, he just beat a double champ. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you guys were almost considering him being one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was more in a disagreement. I mean, we got Kane coming back. Yeah, and we'll and, see how he looks. Uh, I just thought, guys, I know what I want to see John Jones fight next. What's that? Luke Rockhold. Yeah, I'm all for well, that. Yeah, I want to see Luke Rockhold 100%. get his fucking ass whooped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers coming up for middleweight to light heavyweight. Now DC's gone. 
Ooh, baby, I want to see that fight. <laughs> That's not good. Bruce is gonna become a fucking big John Jones fan. I hate Luke Rockhold. Yeah, I don't fighting like people him. that he hates. What's the next Instagram question? Uh, Matt Rushman, me, um, best pay fight ever. Um, oh, what favorite fighter of all time? Um, because you're. GSP is the favorite, like the best fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. But who's your favorite? Like, if you see that fighter on a card, you have to watch it. Mine's a little weird. Mine's Chael Sonnen. I feel like oh, that okay. isn't that weird, especially when you came in. Yeah. Because you came in with Chael Sonnen. Yeah. Chael Sonnen, Chael Sonnen was the Connor of that time. Yeah. yeah. And better at it. Yeah. Disagree. <laughs> that's that's a hot. Because I mean, if he was better at it, we'd be talking about Chael like we talk about Connor. Chael Sonnen's the reason I'm a fan of MMA. So Chael Sonnen's my all-time have you, favorite. Have you not heard that line, Anderson Silva? You absolutely suck. That's the best. <laughs> I love Chael Sonnen. There's a poster behind Bryce. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. In, don't you have signed gloves? Bryce, who's your favorite fighter? Conor McGregor's by far my favorite. And he, it doesn't matter what sport he's in. I will. Watch whatever. If he does WWE. bare knuckle boxing, I I would watch Conor McGregor once in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is the biggest surprise, probably for you, because he's not like oh, a big I name. Forgot. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> but my favorite of all time is Anthony Showtime Pettis, <laughs> and I want to know your thoughts on that. Are you? What do you think of Anthony Pettis? Is that because he follows you on Twitter, on Instagram? No, he. I'm blocked on. I'm Instagram. glad you noticed that. That's our biggest flex we have. Yeah. <laughs> But also, Brendan got blocked on Instagram by him. I'm blocked by my favorite <laughs> UFC fighter of all time. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But what's your thoughts on Anthony Pettis? Yeah, where's he at yeah. in this division? No, no, no. Yeah. I want your opinion of him, not what you think about him as a fighter. It's like opinion more, like, oh. rather than what he is. He left me on scene. He left me on scene on Instagram. I asked him to come on a podcast that I'm starting. He uh-huh. left me on scene. Like, we're, oh, we're waiting to shoot our shot, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, I got I got some responses. Like I I see people read them, but then they don't reply back. I'm like, dude, I know you saw it, bro. Right. But stop stop pretending like you're not on your Instagram. Right. At least make up a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, oh, dude, I'm busy. Right. You know, dude, just give me some bullshit, please, to make me feel better to sleep at night. Um, favorite fighter. Um, honestly, Bisping. I always, I what a really stereotypical ass him. answer, Simon. <laughs> yeah, I know, but fuck it. I mean, I, I was so gassed for that GSP Bisping fight. Yeah, um, I was I, too. I don't know. I just, I just like Bisping. I'm a big just Bisping guy too. I was very disappointed yeah. when he lost to GSP. I was happy for GSP, but I was bummed that Bisping lost. That was such a great night. Such a great night. Fuck, I'm not a big Bisping guy, and I'm we're all big GSP guys. So yeah, I was I was fucking happy. I wanted to see Bing versus Romero. I thought that would have been a fucking epic yeah, fight. Yeah, I was all in on that, too. When mm-hmm. Romero made that ridiculous-ass Instagram video of him in Cuba calling out Michael Bisping. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> see you soon, boy. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Yoel's awesome. Yoel is awesome. Do you, uh, what are your thoughts on Yoel Romero? This is totally off topic. Um. Phew. He's all right. He's, he's, he's got to be one like, of my top five favorite fighters. He never popped, but John Jones has. He did, but that, it was t- the quote unquote tainted supplements or whatever. It proved. Uh, fuck that proven. shit. That guy. Yeah. That guy was stirring fucking horse sperm into he's, his cough. <laughs> <in the morning. laughs> he's just of, such a wild shit. character. Everybody, all three of us are big. You uh, all guys. King yeah, of post like, fight yeah, conferences. I mean, <laughs> um, next question. Um, oh, we already answered that. If you could bring back one fighter in their prime, who would it be and who would you have them fight? 
It's, this might be a little bit of recency bias, but I would like to see prime Anderson Silva fight Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Because uh, we haven't quite officially talked about this, but I think that Israel Adesanya is the modern-day Anderson Silva. I can see that. Cause I want to see him fight more and fight uh, yeah. higher, higher people up in the division, but I can see that. I, I think that also he's better than Anderson was because he isn't as much of a relying on counter-striking as Anderson did. He's not afraid to go forward. Um, if you bring anybody back, Brendan. It would be Anderson. I just don't know against who. Probably Israel Adesanya because mm-hmm. that's on the top of the he- my head, obviously. So, my mind. Even Prime Anderson against, like, Yoel or Robert Whitaker or yeah. even Kelvin Gaslam. I think those are all very fun fights. Yeah, without a doubt. But a fight that Maybe. I really wish I, we could have saw was Prime GSP against Prime Anderson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was going to be my pick. Um, I was trying to think of maybe Prime Kane, but Kane's coming back, isn't he? And he coming might still here. be Kane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, people forget that Kane is undefeated at sea level. <laughs> Many people forget that. Um, um, next, next question... Yep. If you could book any super fight, who would you book or what would you book? That's tough. Are we talking now or talking all time? Fuck it, let's do both. All time, GSP, Anderson. I think that, that that's just what you do. I think, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Anderson Jones is interesting too, but if mm-hmm. I had to pick, I guess I'd pick GSP, Anderson for all time. Mm-hmm. I think An- or Anderson, no weight, and help beats Jones. That's my opinion. Yeah, No, I don't think I don't any think version so. of Anderson beats John Jones. I also don't think any... I don't think Anderson at his prime beat GSP just because no, GSP was, would be smart enough to take him down. But currently... I think he can also stand and bang with him. Not necessarily win the fight via mm-hmm. standing up, but I think he can hang with mm-hmm. San Silva. I think he's very underrated standing up. Yeah. Currently, it's very tough. Very. Max Holloway versus Conor McGregor right now. Yeah, I don't hate that. At lightweight. The I only... wish I could disagree with you, but I can't. So. Yeah, I can't think of anything better, that's for sure. The only And that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's just we've seen it once, so it loses a little bit of luster, but it's, they're two totally different fighters than they were when they fought the first time. And it was mm-hmm. a featherweight. They were both young as fuck. And right. I, I don't, Max wasn't as a complete fighter as he was then. Yeah, Connor was uh, fighting hurt, allegedly. Tore yeah. an ACL, you bum. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard you came in a walk on a torn ACL, so I don't know how that works. I'm obviously not a doctor. don't know that shit. But I, I heard... also don't know how much adrenaline is going through you yeah. during a fight because sure. that could be a legit thing. Because, I mean, look at Connor, like, at the Nate fight. He was walking okay during the fight, and afterwards he was on crutches leaving. Through Have you like, seen it's... that um, image of John Jones where he's got his foot, where he's got his toe broken? Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I'm going to feel that in the morning. I was against Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen broke shit. that man's toe. I don't want you to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, he Chael might have had a broken toe going into this fight. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, the, his toes were taped mm-hmm. on Saturday. Oh. Uh, did you have any other... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did oh. you, who do you think would win out of Connor and Max? Just real brief. That's hard. It is hard. I have I have Holloway. Just myself. I have Holloway. It's tough. Connor hits hard. Connor does hit hard, but I just Max I is definitely the better overall fighter. That's not yeah, even a question. I don't think that he can put out Max early enough. This this is why I Matt, pick yeah. Max. Just real quick. Max has a better stamina. So let's say it goes past three rounds, go to championship rounds. Max wins in a, in a five round war. Max has a better chin, in my opinion. He has yet to get rocked. He's he faced fucking uh 
He got hurt for a second against Brian Ortega. And Ortega hits hard, and yeah. he, I, I think he handled that very well. And also, I think he's a better stand-up striker. All right, you convinced me. <laughs> and I think um, Holloway's takedown defense yeah. is a lot better. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So even if Connor's jiu-jitsu is it's still good, mm-hmm. uh, Connor's jiu-jitsu is quite good. So I don't even think he'd be able to utilize that if he ever got into trouble. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably pick Max in that situation as well. And also, before we do go on, because I, I didn't get to touch this when I was uh, oh, refuting geez. your points, I don't think that Conor McGregor is a, was going to beat Khabib. Because for years, that was the one guy I didn't want him to fight. And also, the other guy I never wanted him to fight was Tony Ferguson. I think they're both guys that beat Conor McGregor more times than not. Shit, I want to see that Tony fight. I want to see mm. Tony versus Khabib. Khabib though. Yeah, all three of them should all... like. Yeah. We obviously got the Conor-Khabib already. Those all three have to have like must-be fights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The biggest cock tease in MMA history. Tony Ferguson versus Khabib yeah, Nurmagomedov. It is. I just want to see that yeah, fight, dude. I want to see Poirier fight Conor as well. I want to see that again. Yeah. Because um, it's more Jake than just top. a pea-headed hillbilly now. <laughs> yeah. The guy can actually fucking fight now. Oh, maybe Kevin Lee as well. Like, dude, lightweight's just a fucking it's sick It's so division. good. It's featherweight, too. And I f- freaking Ally Quinta right. just soundly defeated uh, Kevin Lee. So, I mean, he's up there. Mm, Barbosa as well. Gaethje. Um, he's still got Diaz hanging around. Like, to be honest, oh, I, you I don't think like You're a fucking dick, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he had that one big kick once upon a time, and now he's pressing this to fucking showtime. <laughs> Have you heard the conspiracy theory? That yeah, that, that yeah. Was fake? Yeah, we talked about that. Do you too. believe that, you shithead? <laughs> I mean, uh, if you look into it, <laughs> yeah. I used to be the biggest conspiracy guy, actually. So I mean, I I almost can't be mad at you, but you're like, you came at Bryce, and now you're coming at me, and this is fucking rough. Uh, you're my boy, son. To be fair, I d- I don't know. I I didn't, I didn't watch that promotion. I can't say shit. I mean, right. even if it was, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it looks good on highlight reels. You can get, you can do it on the UFC game. So fuck it. <laughs> I know. I tried to. Tr- I spent my whole life trying to do it on the UFC game and failed. Maybe because I just <laughs> fucking suck at the game. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I I would say I suck, but I hold three world records on that game. I saw your one second knockout. I watched that earlier today. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm gonna have to peep that out. Walked to the center cage, just kicked a guy in the head, and it was <laughs> over. <laughs> hey, uh, check in the Skype chat. Uh, if you go to that, this website, the, where, where the fuck? Um, ah, where did you do Skype channel? I don't know. Good question. You guys not Discord? Like, come on. Bottom left corner. Yeah, I got it. Okay. If you check that, and you'll see my name on single player knockout, any goat percent. That's a hell of a uh, flex. Fastest I knockout, leg kick. I got the fastest leg kick knockout as well. I knocked the guy out in two seconds with a leg kick. What the hell? <laughs> So those, these are actually records that are like. Yeah, dude, check. If you check the... That's What's... wild. We're looking at right now. That's a hell of a flex. <laughs> I don't know what I'm... Oh. That's him right here, tied for the. But your Xbox, boo, boo. <laughs> I didn't notice <laughs> that. Dude, I bought that motherfucker day one. I am not selling out right now. There is no way I'm selling that motherfucker. That that shit cost me four hundred pound. Oh wow. Uh, I am not selling that bitch for nothing. <laughs> Is there any more Instagram questions or no? Um, shit. Um, let's have a look. What MMA training do you guys have? Like fit fitness regimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I lift weights and stuff and run sometimes, but 
no martial arts training. Every time I work out, I almost die. That's cool. <laughs> I once won the heavyweight belt in fight night, EA Sports Fight Night Round 2. <laughs> Wait, what was your question? I don't even know your question. I was just going off what you... There, martial you're... arts, fitness, training. Do I do that shit? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> do you? Uh, he says he's a weightlifter. Uh, so. Yellow belt, kickboxing. Oh, shit. Some <laughs> training. And gym five days a week, six a.m. runs. Damn. Yeah, dude. Simon's a real one. <laughs> if you ever go on embark on an MMA journey, let us know. We'll no, follow, we'll, we'll I, blog I your experience. Whole, I did a whole kind of not podcast. It was kind of like a whole video uh-huh. where I spoke to this kid on Instagram uh-huh. um, by Skype, and he, he was running me. He was like, "I'm going to become the next UFC middleweight champion." Oh, no. And oh, for about forty minutes, I broke down the process of becoming a fighter. And now he no longer wants to become a fighter. <laughs> Damn, because Simon's a fucking a... dream killer, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is a direct quote. How are you going to feel when your mom is watching you bleed from your nose and can't even remember your own kids' names? Christ How are you going to feel? You chill out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, kid, the kid was being really cocky and all this shit, and I was like, okay, dude, let me break down the realities for you of your dream. It's fine to train martial arts. I, I'm with anyone training martial arts. But at the same time, don't make such hasty predictions that you're going to become this, the next fucking Khabib or Connor, because you're not. Mm-hmm. There's so many other motherfuckers in there. There's like 600 people on that UFC roster. What is going to separate you from the next loudmouth cunt or the next guy who trains jiu-jitsu once or twice a week? You know what I mean? It's it's in that 1% kind of bracket. Mm-hmm. And sure, you can chase the dream. You never know. You might have a few amateur professional fights in your local area mm-hmm. and if you do even make it to Bellator or one championship or even the UFC itself you know fucking good on you mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you need to understand the consequences that go along with this dream and at the end of the day don't put all your eggs into that one basket like he was talking about how you know I'm not going to go to college after after he finishes high school because he wants to pursue an MMA career but I was trying to explain to him that's not a that's not a decision. good move buddy you gotta yeah. to get an MMA. You either have to have no other choice, or you have to be like a generational talent mm-hmm. ahead of time. Yeah. And this kid was about, I think he was about seventeen, mm-hmm. and he he was only starting a couple of years back. <laughs> so he was like fifteen when he started. But if you look at a lot of these guys. These guys have been training since they were kids. Like Khabib was wrestling fucking bears at four. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, I get. I'm not gonna. I don't want to kill your dreams. But at the same time, but I want to. Then you proceed now. and kill his dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't want to, bro. I kind of have to, bro, because otherwise, you know, you're gonna. I'm gonna look in your Instagram in about ten years time, and you're gonna have you're gonna have one you're gonna have like missing teeth and a fucking pop die socket or some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm living the dream, guys. I'm living... <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Okay, I got questions. one more question for you because uh, Buju gives me crap about this what are your thoughts on dylan danis dylan danis um there's no way he likes dylan danis if he doesn't like conor yeah. mcgregor <laughs> i mean the guy is a bit cocky um dude i, I don't really care about the guy got I, no i'm a big fan no. of his fashion big fan no i mean wasn't he gonna fight jake paul yeah i mean he's he, trying yeah. yeah i think uh that wouldn't go well for jake paul though <laughs> no shit yeah <laughs> Did you I watch mean, that YouTube on. boxing match? That was wild. Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. That, that was such a big event over in the UK. That was insane. Yeah, because um, KSI is like Mr. UK. Yeah, like 20 mil subs on a super like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy 
the guy's the real deal. And um, yeah, we, we we watched it all and shit. And um, we it was like the Conor McGregor Floyd Mirror fight. We had like five six people over. We we're just sitting there watching it. Like, mm-hmm. go on, fucking knock him out. And they're like amateurs that can't even fucking throw a punch and yeah, shit. Yeah, it was pretty and rough. I, yeah, it was okay. You know what I mean? It's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. It was oh, such an sure. insane event for like to me. I. I kind of knew who the Paul brothers were. I'd never heard of the KSI guy. To me, it was such an absurd event that they're, they sold out an arena and there's like millions of people that bought the YouTube pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It was insane to me. <laughs> I know I know KSI, obviously. Right. Um, I watched him since I was about 11, something stupid like that. I'm not a huge fanboy, but you know, I know he exists right. and I see his videos from time to time. Mm-hmm. I know of the Jake Paul brothers. Uh-huh. Um, I don't watch them because... Yeah. Who does? For, for reasons yeah. that you can Google. Yeah. Um, and yeah, most people on that card, they were, we're kind of aware of them because they're on the UK scene in terms of YouTube. Right. But um, outside of that, I don't really give a fuck. It's just a bit of fun. Stick it on a Saturday night. It was only like £7 as well, which in comparison to like UFC and boxing events, right. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fucking free. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I mean, yeah, but, I cannot be the only one that didn't pay for it. No, I didn't but, pay for it. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I didn't he pay for it. Someone else paid for it, and I just watched. So That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's so good about the UK? You don't have to pay for yeah. UFC over here. I'm so but fucking it's also jealous like, of you guys. It's but also... you have to stay up till 7 in the morning to watch them. Yeah. Fuck or just it. wake up it's early. Set. It's only sleep. I'll get all the sleep on you when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was fun, Simon. I enjoyed having you on. Yeah, and so... um to wrap up this, you can follow us and everything that we do. This isn't what I normally do, so take it away. Are we, are we going to do our hypothetical thing after we get done with Simon, or do you want us to wrap it up now? Um, we have a hypothetical? Do we? I have I had one. Bring that shit on right now, Simon. Yeah, we're going to do well, a hypothetical. It's kind of like, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work because he's. it's a American-based thing, I guess, kind of. Well, let's bring What's it up. This? and Yeah, okay. let's see what it is. So I don't. at the end of every show, we do hypotheticals. We bring up like some kind of... Uh, a question like I don't know how to describe it. It's un MMA related. It's yeah. purely fun type yeah. of thing. Okay, so I had, was thinking about this earlier this week. Um, you always hear about, and I don't know how this, how much this relates to Simon, but especially in the U.S., you hear about like chain restaurants or specific this kind of food from this restaurant gets hyped up so much. Like uh, Whataburger is a chain in Texas, uh-huh. right? What's one of those that has been so fucking hyped up to you, and you finally tried it, and it was just the most disappointing thing you've ever eaten in your life? Uh, chicken Fine waffles. Bite. I mean, like, n- not necessarily like a chain restaurant, but like a, f- a dish. A dish that was like oh, hyped for years, and I finally tried chicken waffles. Fucking overrated. Not even good to me. But every, I'm like the only person that I actually know that does not like it. So chicken waffles I might be crazy. Good. You are crazy. But I don't like chicken I waffles. Can, I can think of two. Mm-hmm. Um. So first off, Five Guys. Do you guys have Five what? Guys over there? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, okay, it's like super expensive over here, it, man. It's expensive. It is expensive, yeah. And I'm like, dude, fuck this. I'm going to McDonald's. So, <laughs> I can't say I, I would mean, do that. And you know, like, I mean, it cost me about twenty quid for a burger, fries, and a milkshake. A what? Which I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to convert that, Simon. <laughs> yeah. How many okay, pounds is on, that? Twenty pounds, two dollars. That is twenty five dollars. Damn, for that's wh- what I mean, right? Ooh. That's a fucking lot of. And I'm like, just for a burger and shake, like, bitch, I can get a steak for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is Damn. like not, nice transition. Um, rare steak. I, I just don't get it. 
Yeah. How do you get how get rare? Steaks, is, I'm a medium steak I'm a guy. Medium guy too. Same. I'm I'm a medium. Yeah. Maybe a medium well, but I'm just like nah. I can't I can't bring myself to order it because I know as soon as you order like a well, everyone's just like. I, you pussy. I yeah. will say Five Guys is probably top three burgers I've ever had of all time. But for that price, I'll, I yeah. agree with you. I would never pay it's that. It's not a $25 it's, it's, burger. That's yeah, sure. without a doubt. What do you think about was, their fries? A lot of people hate their fries. Their fries are overrated. But what's your I sign? think yeah. they're very good. Bro, it's fucking potatoes cut into little strings. Like, dude, it's Good not, it's seasoning. Like, good seasoning. Yeah. Like, what are you charging? A, like, eight pound for? Which, hold on. Let me just convert that. You I'd rather have... Eight... It's with, like ten, right? Yeah. Give or take. I'd rather have cheaper and better tasting fast food fries. Like, fucking Rallies is better. I don't know if, what you have yeah. that Rallies in there. or Checkers. I don't know if you have that in the UK. Have you ever I've been, been to the best few times? Yeah. Have you have been to the US? I've been to Florida, New York, and Miami. Okay. That's more than I've been to, and I <laughs> fucking live here. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've yeah, yet to go to Miami. Oh, Miami was fucking sweet. I went to Miami Heat Chicago Bulls game. Oh, oh that'd really? be dope. I haven't been to an NBA game. Simon lives a better life in the US <laughs> than we do. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, to be fair. It was pretty shit. Um, yeah, I was a, I was a Heat fan for a while. I used to, I got really big into basketball. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, it wasn't because LeBron and, and Wade and Bosh and all them were there. It's okay. It Everyone was... starts off as a bandwagon fan. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't even that. It was the the only NBA that we got over here was the finals. Uh-huh. So I had to choose between the 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 Spurs and the Heat, right. and I was like, oh, which one do I enjoy watching more? Oh, yeah. the Heat, cool. Let mm-hmm. me watch them. So. I started watching them. I was like, "Oh, is is this a bandwagon thing?" I didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, they're quite good. Oh, they. Oh, they. Wait, they won the championship. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. So, and then the years went on, and I was like, "Oh shit," and then yeah, I, I keep up with it here and there, but I'm just like, I just right. I stayed with the Heat though, even though we're not that great anymore. Exactly. So that that that's when you know you're a real fan. There you go. I don't even watch it. I just watch it casually. Mm-hmm. So. There, there you go. I can prove that I'm a proper basketball fan. I, I can't name any, any motherfucker on that team anymore, but there <laughs> I, don't, you go. I, don't, I don't know if I could name anybody on the Heat right now either. Dwayne Wade. Is he on the Heat again? Yep. He's... No, he left. He's gone to Bulls, I think. No, I, no. I, I, no, he's back in. This is his last year. Shows how much you pay attention. <laughs> yeah, that was... yeah, this is his retirement campaign, and he's back in Miami. Who's your, so- oh. who's your soccer, soccer football, football team? Football, yeah. yeah. Your your team. Oh, I pulled it soccer. Um, I don't support a team anymore. Okay. I when I was a kid, I did because mm-hmm. you know it, we're British. We have to support a football Who, team. Who was it? Uh, Man United. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I supported Villa, which is like a local team for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then when I re- when I was like eight nine years old, I was like, oh, they're shit. Let me move up. Let me like find someone that's more entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Got into Man United, and then I was about fourteen fifteen when I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck anymore because every week at school you'd you'd get, ha ha, you're shit, you are, you're gay <laughs> because you like this football. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I've done nothing to influence the result. I just like watching football. So it was the 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 crowd that was associated to the sport that kind of pulled me away from it. And then I tried to watch a football game, and I was like, oh, this is boring. World Cup's quite fun, but apart from that, meh. MMA is more interesting. I agree with you. And you can have a more educated, I don't want to say educated, but you can have a more stimulating argument, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That really depends. You You can have a good argument with anyone in any sport, but there's just a lot of crappy fans that you can't talk to about sports with anybody. That's my yeah, take. I mean, yeah, I, I can agree with that. You get a lot of people in the UFC 
uh, fandom like, like, like that. As soon as like McGreg- the McGregor goat yeah, people, McGregor, I can't, yeah, I can't I understand that. No, and Khabib fans as well. I get it a lot with Khabib fans. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't take certain criticism for him that you know went to, only until a certain point in his career was he actually find people that posed a threat. Right. Um, which of course a lot of people don't like. That just like he's the eagle, he's the best. Da 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 da. It's like dude, shut the fuck up, man. It's not that deep. Well, this was fun, Simon. I'd love to have you on again anytime. Yeah. I feel like when we don't have picks and we are low on quality or whatever to bring on, that's mm-hmm. the time to bring you in. Yeah, it's just going to be a little bit tougher since everyone's about to start going back to school and work and yeah. sports. We'll figure it out, though. We'll definitely have hey. you on again, man. If you want to come gonna... back, I'm not forcing you. <laughs> Dude, I want to have that motherfucking Conor McGregor debate with you. I want to have a sit proper, proper debate with you on that. Because I think that we can reach some kind of ground on this. I think we can. So that that's something we need to schedule for the future, that we need to actually sort this out. 100%. I, I need to rewatch some of the fights, though, because... Oh, I will come very prepared. I will gladly host the Bryce versus Simon Conor McGregor debate. <laughs> well, more than welcome to, my friend. Live uh, on pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, we're going to head go ahead and let you go, Simon, because we just got to do plugs and stuff. But before we do, you can go ahead and plug all your stuff. Yeah, no worries. Um, UFC underscore, wait, yeah, UFC underscore news underscore official on Instagram. Uh, do weekly news, daily news, shit like that. Um, YouTube, MMA online. I'll start doing MMA speedruns, news, podcasts, debates, and all this kind of shit over there. That's going to be starting in the new year. Uh, don't use Twitter. Don't use Facebook, but it'll Ooh. go there. I've got a Discord as well, which is just kind of like a central hub for MMA fans to argue and just talk about news and stuff. So you can find that link in my Instagram description just to automatically join. So I come on over there, have a fun, have a chat, and post some UFC memes. All right, Simon, this was fun. Like I said, we'll, go, we'll gladly have you on again. Uh, we'll reach out on Instagram or whatever. So thanks yeah. for, thanks for you, coming man. on the show. See you later, dude. See mm-hmm. you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. Simon was good. <laughs> yeah, big time good. This was one of probably our longest podcast. Yeah, it's right? definitely our longest. Big shout out to Simon. Yeah, I just want to say this is probably the most fun podcast because I'm. Everybody knows I don't talk a lot because like I'm not like the very big hardcore MMA fan, so I can't get like deep into analysis of fights. But when we talk freely, like like our thoughts and opinions of shit like this, mm-hmm. this is when I could come in. So it was fun. and it was nice having like because we all kind of know each other's opinions. Uh huh. It was nice bringing somebody else on with some different opinions. Somebody went at Co- Bryce about Conor McGregor. Oh, I, I can't wait till next time. <laughs> um, as far as the I didn't want to like drag Simon into this because I don't think he could could have contributed too much to the food thing that I brought up. Mm-hmm. Shake Shack was highly disappointing. No, I ha- I don't have anything like that. Everything no, that has been that super is. hyped up. Yeah, I've never heard of Shake Shack um, either. I, one I thought that Brendan was going to say was Bojangles. Bojangles is fucking overrated as fuck. Yeah, we had bad Bojangles, though, to be fair. I can't even think of that on top of my head, but you saying Bojangles, that's number one. Portillo's? Portillo's is overrated, but it's just because I'm not the fan of that type of food anymore. It's right. good You're food. You're not a hot dog guy. Have you had Portillo's yet? What's that no, shit that I'm you dip there. into the sauce? Uh, 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 French dip or? Not French dip. Uh, the au jus? I don't know if that's what it is. It's, it's already pre-dipped, and then you get it. The fuck was beef it? and something Chicago beef. I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> that's really good. I'm just not a big hot dog. Guy. Philly steak is that what you're thinking of? No. All right. Well, we can go ahead and wrap this up. It's something did. Uh, like good. I said, we want to thank Simon for coming on at UFC underscore news beef underscore official mm-hmm. on Instagram. 
Um, and then everything we do, of course, is at UntitledMMA.com. Fighter spotlights, fight picks, fight previews, this podcast, the store, everything is at UntitledMMA.com. You can follow us on social media at UntitledMMA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can listen to this podca- podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, anywhere this podcast, you can listen to this one there. Do us a favor, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do on those platforms. It's the easiest way to help the show, and it's quick and easy to do. So do us a favor and do that. And if you have any questions for the show, like we answered this week with Simon, um, you can go to our go on Twitter, use the hashtag AskUntitled. Um, I didn't check it today because I also didn't shoot out a tweet because I knew Simon was going to get some questions. Um, if you want to ask us anything, whether it's MMA related or not, I mean, we're talking about disappointing food today. So we're down for whatever. Hashtag AskUntitled on Twitter. Shout out Simon. Without a doubt. It's a wrap.